Hello, this is Brian Leach. Uh, I'm the CEO of Unbox Technology here in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm with David Williamson today. Uh, David is our Director of Content Strategy here at Unboxed. And David, welcome to our podcast. Great. Thanks for having me on. Man, we're excited. And we get to tackle one of the most fun topics, I think, uh, in training, which is, you know, in what ways can tech be an effective teaching tool in the L&D space? So um, I'm, I'm just honored to have you here as a guest today. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Well, let's jump right in. You know, t- David, tell us a little bit about how you see technology being used in the sphere of L&D. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. It's uh, on one hand we can dive right into the industry, um, the learning and development industry. But you actually don't have to really be in the industry to see how technology has really affected how people are learning. Um, I, I use this example all the time. If if I want to fix a faucet, I'm not going to Barnes and Noble and getting a book on plumbing. Like what? Like what would you do? I'd probably Google it or go to YouTube. That's exactly right. <laughs> people are looking for. Uh, you know, two-minute bursts uh, to learn something real, real quick, and uh, YouTube is a technology. And um, we're seeing the L&D industry really go the way of um, adapting to modern learners' need to digest new information and in new ways. And um, I, I think it's I think it's very uh, prudent of us in the industry to follow to follow that lead. And I think that we're we're in kind of a unique situation right now in the industry because we're. We're still kind of figuring out how to fully take advantage of new technologies for our, our as our unique roles of instructional designers. I think a lot of folks in the industry, or I shouldn't say folks, but a lot of um, organizations are still, we're just now kind of catching up with technologies, and large organizations are seeing the, um, uh, the, the benefit of adapting some of their traditional training, whether it be full-on present instructor-led training or training manuals, they're looking to, um, to redo those and think about the modern learner and keep them, keep them in mind. Um, you know, we know e-learning has been around for a while, but mm-hmm. we're even seeing um, organizations needing to refresh those with new technologies and just a new, um, you know, a new, a different kind of tolerance for the UI and some of those more traditional e-learnings. Um, for learners to start taking learning seriously, it needs to look good, it needs to feel good, they need to have the um, experience that they would have um, if they were if they were engaging in any other kind of digital digital technology, um, and so that's that's I think where a large part of the industry is trying to play and um, uh, kind of create inroads between learning and the way that the rest of America really is experiencing technologies even outside of the workplace. Yeah, it's just amazing to see how social media and um, Things like YouTube, Facebook, uh, even Wikipedia just change how people get information today. And yeah. I think our learners expect it in, in our traditional L&D space. You know, yeah. the, the boring flat PowerPoint or e-learning just isn't going to cut it anymore. The, the modern learner is looking for something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also think it's a little bit unique because um, I might have to think about this a little more. But, you know, in a lot of other industries, technology and new tech is... Um, you know, it's, it's a product in and of itself. And in the learning and development uh, industry, in the L&D industry, it's not. It's really about creating a new type of learning experience. So it's not, its primary purpose is not to, to like, turn a quick profit, right? It's, it's very much interested in engaging learners and creating a new and, 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 and exciting experience for the learner. Um, now, obviously, there's, like, ROI that comes from that when you're training people well in an engaging way. Hopefully, you're seeing that return on investment. But, um, I mean, I think you mentioned something like Facebook and, you know, that's a fun app, but, you know, as you know, 
those things are designed to create money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we're in a unique position in the training industry to leverage tech truly for this purpose of um, creating new training experiences that would that will down the line hopefully create um, ROI for the organizations. But um, I, just, I think that's kind of a unique position to, to be leveraging tech. Yeah, no doubt. Talk to us a little bit about how companies are dr- addressing learner needs using technology. So what what we're seeing at Unboxed, and um, <clears throat> I think what we're seeing as we visit you know different conferences and are engaging in the conversations uh, and, and talent and development is that um, there's definitely an appetite for creating more on-demand training. So uh, as opposed to you know maybe signing up for a course and um, you know doing some pre-work and then going to the event uh, to create some of that on-the-spot, just-in-time training, which um, digital technologies has very much created, made it very easy for companies to, to um, both create those in-house or to you know call on us to help them develop that kind of training. And closely connected to that, actually, I would say that these are all very, very connected. Um, one of the pushes that we've seen, especially over the last two to three years, is organizations moving away from uh, what what is a very logistic-heavy in-person training kind of uh, structure or framework and trying to comport that content into something that's more on-demand, um, that cuts down on seat time, that uh, cuts down on the logistics of trying to train across various geographical locations. And if you just think about it, say you're doing a large training, say you do it once a quarter, you fly a bunch of people in, um, you do it four times a year. I mean, logistically speaking, when you t- take into account travel, lodging, you know, food, just getting people in the same place, it's very expensive. And so technology has been able to, uh, using using some of these maybe mobile-friendly, self-paced modalities, you're able to cut back a lot of that. And that's, that's where we're seeing a lot of companies really try and become more efficient is um, taking the, the learner in mind and not wanting to take them out of their elements, take them out of the field, bring them to some specific location, but allowing them to learn where they are. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you, you see the, the trend move from, you know, to virtual instructor-led versus in-person mm-hmm. just to help solve those those, boundary, those right. boundaries and issues yeah. that you're referring to. You know, tell us a little bit about the challenges that learners face when training um, with technology, especially online technology. Sure, sure. Um, with most great things, there are challenges. Um, it's I certainly wouldn't, um, like if we're talking about something like e-learning or going completely uh, digital with your training, it's not a, it's not a panacea for, um, it's not a fix-all for, for all of your training needs. Um, th- one of the things that we've seen um, is there's a potential for distraction. If, if, if you're not face-to-face with someone and say you're taking an e-learning or you're, you're engaging in a training app or, or something, um, there's always the ability to be interrupted by uh, emails, uh, personal calls, pingings, like you know, chat pings or things like that. Um, and if you're by yourself, you know, there's less accountability. Usually when you're in person, if you're with a, with a group, then you're more likely to dedicate your entire um, presence to, to be in that moment. Uh, if you take that component away from it, it, it's possible that you could be more distracted. Um, so that, that's one that we've seen. The other is um, with the increase in tech and, and, and the learning space, um, you can, I'm not saying you always do, but you could see a, a dip in the emotional connection that learners have uh, with the content. So 
What's great about instructor-led training, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, is oftentimes the, be the best kind of ILTs or VILTs incorporate collaboration, discussion, self-reflection, activities, and it's a way to emotionally engage both with others, that your, your, your cohorts, um, and also with the content itself. And um, if you remove that kind of environment, you um, might, might um, lose some of that investment and it's possible that something like that could just become like a check-the-box thing to get through. Um, Absolutely. Especially if the training's not engaging. I, I personally remember taking um, an e-learning, and this was, um, well, I won't give the scenario because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but let's just say it was a not a fantastic uh, delivery method, and it was an e-learning, and the content was um, very hard to get into, and where there was probably a wealth of good information, I did find myself just kind of get quick, get through it quickly as possible. So Checking the boxes, yeah. That's right. Yep. Uh, but to be honest, that's not uh, that's not a concern. That's that uh, you know, uh, new technology and learning technology has a corner market on. I mean, you know, any kind of training content needs to be engaging, and you're going to lose your learners. Whether that is a traditional a, a traditional mode or a new innovative mode, you know, there's, right. there's got to be good content in there, as as you know. Yeah, yep. harder to do in a self-paced environment when there's not a lot of human interaction, right? That's so true. More yeah, challenging. You, you do lose that, and you also lose the ability to you know ask clarifying questions and get immediate feedback from possibly a facilitator, or a leader. So that's right. Still a case to be made for those those types. You know, David, a, a little while ago, you talked about distractions, and you know, obviously they're real. You know, they happen uh, in our world today. You know, how can companies um, basically minimize those distractions for the learner without taking away? the autonomy that they need to learn. Mm -hmm. What's great about um, adult learning, really, is we get to treat people like adults, right? And so there is a level of autonomy that we want to we want to empower our learners with, and um, that can look like having them decide when they're going to take their, their learning, where they're going to do it. Um, so the, the learner can actually be in control over when they're going to approach a particular piece of content and make sure that it happens uh, during a time and in a place where those distractions are minimized. Um, so just thinking that we, we, are, we are teaching adults, right? And also being a little flexible on how they apply the, the knowledge, whether it's knowledge or skills, um, encouraging them to seek um, uh, unique ways to bring, ap like, bring application to bear on the content that they're, that they're learning about, you know? Again, this is adult learning, right? We, 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 we want to get away from... Here's content. Here's a multiple choice question quiz. Therefore, you've got the answer. Well, no, we know that um, uh, that it takes a, a long time to develop new behaviors, and so by by giving um, learners the flexibility to to figure out creative ways to apply that, or to, to really to um, to supplement the learning that we provide them, is also another way. And if you're just talking about straight distraction, I mean, make sure your content's good. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it's engaging. I mean. Uh, go into a movie theater and you're you want your cell phone silenced because you're there to watch something entertaining and while our first principle is to um you know meet learning objectives and create new behaviors and make sure learning objectives are, are getting hit um, we also want to make it make sure that we've also found that creating more engaging training contributes to retention and roi and adopting behaviors quickly so yeah Talk a little bit about some of the benefits you've seen um, with your clients using technology with training. Um, and so, I would say a lot of these we've we've touched on. That's this the anytime, anywhere mm -hmm. uh, accessibility piece. Um, uh, accessibility itself is is 
um, you know, we have a diverse um, uh, population of learners out there in the workforce, and with with new technologies, we're we're now finally in the position to allow folks who um, uh, you know might not be able to learn in traditional scenarios to be able to digest and 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 um, take in that content. Um, uh, whether it be through um, using voiceover and e-learnings and things like that. So accessibility itself is, is a great benefit yeah. of, of using um, technology, for, technology for training. You can collect a lot of data for this um, and, and have it at your fingertips. So leaders in the organization can, can check several different level, layers of metrics when it comes to um, the robust ways that we can develop e-learning now and the ways that we can test um, retention and application. Um, so getting a lot of uh, really great, useful data is, a, is an upside of this. And then um, it can just be really efficient. I mean, I mean one of the things, one of the, one of the key things that uh, we can confidently say is that when you're um, bringing new technologies to bear in your training, a lot of times you're really, you're cutting out a lot of inefficiency and saving, right. um, saving our partners a lot of money. And they can reuse um, a lot of the content over and over again at a very low, at a very low cost and very efficient way. So say a uh, particular program might have a three to five year shelf life. Well, you only need to build it once, and you can reuse it um, okay. until it needs to be updated. It's a, it's a great up, upswing for for our partners. Um, I, there's so much more to come. Also, I think is the other benefit is we're, I think we're really just on the cusp of a training technology revolution. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but if I mean if you're paying attention to what's going on right now, both in and out of the industry, I think we'll see a paradigm shift in what what training will look like, like what training will soon look like versus what it looked like even 10, even five years ago. Um, right. I think we're really on the cusp of some interesting things, especially with things like AR and VR and bringing that into the training space as well. Yeah. You know, how, as a company, uh, do you know if you're using technology to its best use? I mean, I, I know you mentioned earlier there's pros and cons to everything, but mm-hmm. are there symptoms that you see or... Uh, things that you kind of uh, have noticed that are patterns that kind of say, hey, maybe this isn't the best use or, hey, this is the best use mm-hmm. of tech being applied? Yep. I mean, I would say um, the the first thing to do proactively or proactively is to just make sure, uh, you know, you're, you're using really sound instructional design principles to guide the learning experience. So, what uh, you know, good instructional design is good instructional design. The the way it's delivered is constantly changing, and that's really what we're talking about. So, wanting to jump onto the new kind of flashy bandwagon of you know maybe maybe you really just want to use virtual reality for some of your training. Well, if the learning objectives uh, don't support that kind of modality, and you don't have sound instructional design, then you're really just using tech for tech's sake, and that's um, not going to get you what you're looking for. So. Just like any training modality, whether we're talking about traditional training or innovative training, is um, the modality or the platform of delivery really has to match with uh, your learning objectives. It's, you know, form and function have got to match. So I'd say that that's, um, you know, beware of being taken in by the by flashy, right, rather than um, rather than, than other methods that you should be using to, uh, to decide whether or not you have sound uh, methods of delivering the, the content. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. You know, what are some of those key instructional design principles that companies should, you know, 
pay attention to. I mean, really what you're talking about is that the content matters. The platform is a platform. Mm -hmm. It should facilitate the training. Um, But really, you mentioned learning objectives and um, those being key to making sure the content's great. But, you know, if if I'm an instructional design person, um, you know, what are some principles I should think about, you know, uh, in order to make my content effective with tech? Um, Seat time is a big one. Um, As we're becoming more and more innovative with our training technology, the more and more we have to also meet with the uh, people's tolerance and appetite for, for, for literally absorbing content, whether it's, whether it's a piece of entertainment or whether it's, uh, whether it's, it's training content for, for a company. And so being able to acknowledge that, um, you know, retention rates change over time and the ability to absorb or pay attention to something has changed over time. You know, I know when we make videos, uh, whether they're animation or live action, we, 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 find that we found that like four minutes is kind of the sweet spot there. But I, I think some of the latest data is showing that people start losing, losing their attention even after one minute. And so really keeping that in mind um, is going to be really helpful in making sure that you know whatever technolo- technological, new tech, innovative modality you're, you're bringing in your workplace is going to um, be really effective. And I think it's really tied to um, the other principle here is just making sure you're using the right modality. So things like self-paced learning may not be able to take the place of all in-person training. It can take the place of a lot of it, but if you think about things like knowledge-based learning objectives versus like a skill or behavior-based learning objective, knowledge acquisition can, can usually be done pretty effectively without facilitation or leadership, right? So that's a really great use of self-paced techno- like learning modality technologies. Um, it, it actually reminds me, I had a, um, this is a, this is a confession, um, I had a professor in college who taught a large survey lecture course, and a lot of us soon found out that his lecture was literally him reading his his notes aloud, and he would send the notes afterward, after the class. So we found out that um, we didn't have to go to class, and we just had to show up for the exam as long as we read his notes, and it was an early AM class. there was no collaboration, there was no group projects, there was no participation points, there was no even attendance, and so there was no incentive to come, and we have all decided, perhaps in our, our foolish youth, that we could make much more better use of our time if we absorb this, really, what was a knowledge acquisition content on our own time, uh, right. without having to show up and sit through 45 minutes to an hour and a half of someone read, read notes. So... Think about your training like that. Like, what what modality are you using? Is it is it effective? Is it effective use of your learner seat time? Right. So, thinking about those things, I think would be is, is key. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of companies, um, if not struggle with, just wanting to be better, better at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, one more question, David, and mm-hmm. um, uh, this is going to be a fun one a little bit. Think, think about two things that companies can start doing today to increase the effectiveness of their training, you know. Um, and we want the golden nuggets, man, you know, the stuff that you just preach every day that uh, that are going to help our, our listeners really um, be more effective in, in how they are actually building their training. Um, just two? Just two. <laughs> okay. Um, we went yeah, David no, I, Williamson's top I can, two. I can, um, yeah, a few kind of, I'm going to cheat, actually. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to give, one is going to be an umbrella. And it's going to have, like, multiple sub bullets. It, it is, yeah, but it's, it's, okay. it's crucial. It's the basics. I'll just call it, like, understand the basics. 
And this 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 is for any kind of training. You know, I know we're talking about tech, but this is for for non tech training. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I don't know what the the other binary of that is, but it's the basics. Uh, make sure the learning objectives are tight. Make sure they're actionable. Um, content, all your content should be directly tied to those actionable learning objectives. If you don't have active learning, act, actionable learning objectives, then really you're just, you're just like textbooking at somebody, right? right? And that's just not an engaging way to learn. Um, and then it, keep that as concise as possible, as we said. Keep your learner seat time, respect your learner seat time. Uh, okay. keep, keep that in mind. And then the other piece, this is that that's my umbrella. That's number here, one. That's number one. All right. And the other one is is really don't um, don't neglect leadership training. I think a lot of times when we um, when we create we partner with our clients to create really great training, a lot of the pain points are addressed sort of at the at the front lines, right, or on on the on the ground. Um, and that that's really important. That's where a lot of the a lot of the development um, is needed. But your learners also need to be accountable to someone, and if their leaders aren't holding your learners accountable to what they've learned uh, by tying it back to something like KPIs, then measuring ROI on your training is going to be nearly impossible. So, you know, why take training if you don't have to and no one's going to follow up with you and give you feedback and refine it over time? So you've got to loop in that leadership, set them up for success so they know how to coach teams through what they're learning. Um, and I'd say that that's, you know, we, we do see that neglected time yeah. to time. And I think that's, that's key. So David, what I hear you saying is that content is still king inside of this experience, that tech can be a great facilitator of the experience, but you got to really still think about those learning objectives. Mm-hmm. Think about the leader inside of the design and really the tech becomes a way to just facilitate the experience. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you talked a lot about that earlier and, you know, the importance of that. Yeah, I think one of the, the best things that tech can bring to the industry right now is just making things easier in every area right. for both facilitators, for leaders, and for your um, your direct, you know, end users, your learners. It just it makes things easier. So that's what technology is there for, to, to create easy experiences for us and low levels of effort. And that's um, a, a really great a great thing for, for uh, L&D and for training. So, yeah, just be smart about it, and it'll, it's, a, it's a good thing. Absolutely. Well, David, I want to thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Uh, this was a great chat. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, listeners. Um, I wanted to go ahead and say we are going to log off here from Unbox Technology in Richmond, Virginia. Once again, this has been Brian Leach and David Williamson. And uh, thank you for joining our, our chat today about how tech can become a, a, an effective teaching tool. Have a good day. <laughs>